is Gutterball. The Lebowski Deepcast. Like, oh, it's a heist movie. No, it's a stoner movie. In each episode, Brad and Adam discuss a single minute of The Big Lebowski. They were teasing this movie in a way that made it seem like a heist. Providing insight. His dance is just excellent. So graceful. Commentary. He shot it all on a green screen. You can't do a pickup. And conjecture. He has found himself in a world turned upside down. Gutterball. You know what? Took two and a half years, but I think we got it. I think we got it. Because that was a little dicey. That was a little dicey. It started out weak, but it ended strong. I know that I introduced new stuff into that scenario, that process, and I'm sorry. But well, you know, it's a continuous uh, improvement process. Brad, you're either getting better or you're getting worse. You know, there's no remaining the same. There's no treading water. As we discussed with my almost drowning situation, if you're treading water, eventually you die. Get better or get worse. Get busy getting better. Get busy living. Or get busy getting worse. Or get busy dying. It's a universal truth. That's why everybody uses it. I use it from the NFL, though. The NFL is a talent acquisition business. Nothing more, nothing less. Talent is multifaceted. It's young, it's fast, it's smart. Get younger or get older. And if you're getting older, you're getting worse. If you're getting younger, you're getting better. For the most part, with a few exceptions, but very few. I will stop talking about football. I know it's not your favorite subject. I'm sorry. I know nothing against but here's the, it as a but subject. I'm it's, not. Uh, you know, Brad, it's, it's, as far as businesses go, it's a very transparent business. And you can learn a lot about business by studying the NFL and how they conduct themselves, about negotiations, about, like, employee management, about dealing with high-stress situations, you know, about mm-hmm. dedication to your craft. I mean, the list goes on. I'm, I'm, I'm doing it an in-service, a disservice, not an in-service. We're not taking a day off. They never take a day off. I'm doing it a disservice by even trying to quantify what those people do. Even the biggest, like, big guttiest guys on any NFL team are way smarter than you and me. And that's a hard pill to swallow. <laughs> Oh, see, you don't agree all of a sudden. No, 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 I'm not agreeing. I'm well, I, what I wouldn't agree on is how hard that pill is to swallow. I can totally oh, swallow okay. that pill. Okay, yeah, no, yeah, I swallow it. It's a tiny, it's like a Sudafed. It's got a candy coating on it. It actually yeah. goes down pretty easily. Pretty easy. Speaking of swallowing, I'm full yeah. of, I just feel I need to disclaim something <laughs> oh, Jesus, here. Jesus, what are you full of? <laughs> I'm full I have of a wing. few ideas, but. <laughs> <laughs> I'm full of wings and beer tonight. How many wings did you so eat? So it's Brad? a pretty comfortable. Situation. How many wings? How many wings? Fourteen. Far, far from my glory days. Fourteen. Fourteen. Really? I don't. Yeah. Th- nobody serves a fourteen pack of wings. So, like, did that come? <laughs> in a- they do at this place. They come in multiples of seven. Seven? Yes. They just want to be different. I guess throw you off. I've never seen a place. Six that- is like too low. Eight is, Five is way too low. <laughs> well, no, Eight is just too much. It's usually fuck like number seven. The weird place that fancies themselves like, but our wings are so delicious, you don't need a half dozen. We serve five. 
Right. There's that place. And then there's like the place that says, okay, not everybody's like some beefhead maniac who wants a dozen wings. They serve it in six if you want six. Fine. Or a dozen. Mm-hmm. Seven. Oh, you said eight. Eight is something you find sometimes. Mul- even numbers. Multiples of two. Starting at right. six. Five is weird. Seven is weirder. Well... Maybe it's multiples of 14, but you can get half orders. I've never seen a 14 piece, but I've never seen a seven piece either. So I am, I've just not been around as much tonight. So were they delicious? Is this the first time you've had wings since 1997? Oh no, I've had a lot. (laughs) Oh my God. I've had so much wings over the last year or two. I can't remember. I can't remember, Brad, if I told you about the, my brother and I got into the hot sauces. I mean, mm. we're still into them, but like we got heavy into like we went past sauces and into uh, the oils okay. where they just distill it into pure capsaicin and then they throw some salt and pepper into it and like grind up a habanero or something or a jalokia just to say it has pepper in it. But really, it's just pure distilled capsaicin. Yeah. Which is doesn't sound too good it's no and you can't it's not good i'm i have many of these bottles here and there they sit and i have to keep them in high places in the kitchen so that the pets and the children don't find them because if they brought them out and played with them they might have permanent damage um not sure why i have those in my home but so we got into those real bad and uh so anyway, yeah, my brother didn't even these weren't even the the hottest at whatever particular restaurant or establishment right. you were at. Yeah. Yeah. They came in like three levels and I just got level two. Because they put sauces on there. They don't put distilled capsaicin right. on your right. wings. No. Right. So my brother and I, you might know him. His name is David. Yes, David. We were all badasses and we would sit around like having you know, sweat offs, except I would always end up with my face under the sink, just like pouring water into my mouth for 45 minutes. Because the, the Scoville units, you know, Scoville units, right? I actually do know Scoville units. Yes. And that's based on like how many tiny units of water it would take to like rinse off all of the terribleness. <laughs> and they go up to like 16 million Whatever the unit is, and I don't remember what the unit is. I don't know if it's an ounce, you know, or a, like a gram. Whatever the unit of water is, they go up into the tens of millions. And we never got into the tens of millions, but we got into like the seven million. Oh, seven. Look at that. Seven million seven. range. So, no, not six. Seven. S- seven. So... And and you can only, you have to use an eyedropper and you have a big bowl of chili and you use an eyedropper and you go doink, doink, and that's it. And you stir it all up. And then I would spend half an hour under the sink, like. Really? Yes, just rinsing it out. But that's at home, you know, so that's fine. Meanwhile, if you go out to some establishment like you went to. (laughs) Right. Yeah, you know, okay. You start with the second hottest, just to see, like, what ballpark they're playing in. 
are you really hot or are you like uh, Ruby Tuesday or chilies or something? Oh, right. careful with our shrimp poppers. They're really hot. Okay, thanks. <laughs> right? Yes, so, yes, you know, yes. there's a place by us and we got the second hottest. It's like the 911. It's like, yeah, I'm sweating a little bit. That's kind of hot. That's adorable. Let's try your first, your hottest wing sauce. Let's get that. Because that wasn't so much. I mean, it, yeah, it's a little hot, but that wasn't so... I eat distilled... I just eat oil. It's just the oils, you know? So, I got an order of six of these wings. Now, meanwhile, I'm a big pussy. My brother can eat the shit out of that stuff. Like, he'll have a problem with the oils. No, no, Nobody can eat that straight. My wife, Leslie, you might know her too. Mm-hmm. She doesn't enjoy it, but she doesn't have like a visceral reaction to it like I do. Like I start sweating, my face turns red, and I have to put my face under the sink for half an hour. So I got like this, it's a restaurant. I got the restaurant's hottest wing sauce on six wings. I took one bite of one wing, probably about 12 seconds later, said, I'll be right back. And this is not a night. When I say restaurant, what I mean is dive bar. It's nasty. You go there to drink beer and eat wings and watch football. It is disgusting. You know, on Thursdays, all the college kids come in and pee everywhere. So it just kind of smells like pee all the time. And, right. And smoke. You, you can't. You can't. You, you can't fix that. You can't fix that. And you can't even smoke inside anymore. But there were so many years of people smoking inside and people are smoking right outside the door that still smells like smoke, urine and vomit all the time. And then multiply that times 10. And that's what the bathroom smells like. Plus a lot of dirt. And I walked back to the bathroom, opened the door, closed the door. Unfortunately, I couldn't lock the door because it was a multiple person bathroom. I turned on the faucet and put my face under there for probably four and a half minutes, just running over my tongue after one tiny bite of one wing with this fucking sauce on it. So turn the water off, dry my tongue off with a piece of paper towel, hoping that'll get a little bit more of the oil off it. Go back out. Everybody thinks I just shat, you know, right. you're in there for too long. Oh, you took a dump. No, I didn't. And I was like, you know what? My my brother, you might know him, his name is David. He was not there. My wife, you might know her, her name is Leslie. She was there. I'm like, you know what? Try a bite of that. Now, she can handle it. She doesn't freak out. It's hot. It's like, yeah, that's hot. That's uncomfortable. I don't like that. But this doesn't have that, like, her skin doesn't break out. And, like, her body just freaked the fuck out. It's mm-hmm. just intensely uncomfortable. She took one tiny bite, and about five seconds later, it's like, I'll be right back. She went into that nasty-ass fucking bathroom and put her face under the, fa- <laughs> under the faucet and had to put it there, just run the water over her tongue and mouth. Does anyone? Are this, so is this one of those places that has like 37 different like levels of wing yes yes it is and so only truly insane people order the second hottest only truly insane people order the second hottest right 
And it is called, well, you said 9-11, which is interesting. And I think the top is like nuclear, thermonuclear, something like that. Right. Because I would think it would actually be like, well, and again, maybe it all depends, right? That it would be 9-1-1, as in like call the emergency number. And then DOA or not yeah. 9-11, the, the terrorist attack. But yeah, no, it's 9-11 calls, call the paramedics. Although naming a wing sauce after that terrorist attack is an interesting concept. It's an interesting Something concept. Something I've kind of latched onto. You've latched onto that? Since you mentioned it earlier. Hmm. But wouldn't that but be worse? But I think it worse? just says you don't want that. Because that's more people that died instead of only one person that dies. Yes. Who may, may or may not die. Well, it could be the... That's what maybe they should have. The second hottest is 911, and then the, mo- the hottest is 911. Oh, with the slash... Or a dash. One would have a slash and one would have a dash. And yeah. then it would get confusing, right? And that's part of the whole joke. In addition to the joke of just having these, this sauce that is really just medically um, impossible for a human to... Yeah, it's not a food. To take, yes. They warn you, like I, I told you I had some of these bottles. and It's like they warn you, this is not a sauce. Extreme dilution is required before you consume this. I actually, so we made some chili. My brother made some chili. We were watching football, made some chili. It's like, this will be great. We can, uh, it's, it's Blair's. We got Blair's 2 a.m. And Blair's 2 a.m. for people who really want to get just stupid about it. Blair's 2 a.m. isn't that bad. It's still mostly distilled capsaicin, but they actually do put like, it's like a four ounce bottle and they do put some spices in it, I guess, just to be complicit. He made a gallon of chili and we had these uh, maybe 12 ounce bowls of chili and we put maybe four or five drops of this shit in there, stirred it around real good. I think we even used the spoon we stirred it with and like put that in the sink and then got a new clean spoon so we didn't have like residue on the spoon because it, maybe it didn't all get into the chili like commingle with the chili and I ate like a whole bowl of that I ate it real quick so it was starting to get on top of me and then I disappeared for like half an hour and I was in the bathroom and what had happened was I ate it so fast because it was getting on top of me and I I knew if I waited too long in between bites, I would be in a place where I couldn't keep eating it. Right. And I didn't want to look like a pussy. So I just ate the whole bowl as fast as I could before all hell broke loose. I'm like, that was a terrible idea because now my tongue is, it it feels like it has like Satan with red hot pitchforks but a million satans with red hot pitchforks a million satans with each a million pitchforks yes thank you thank a you a million million pitchforks a million million firebrands just into my tongue and also in my throat in the top of my mouth and all down my throat and going down now into my just all the way down to my whatever the tube is called it's not the epiglottis is it maybe it is the epiglottis all of it million million satanic pitchforks so i'm like 
this is a very, I don't know if the Scoville unit, like wash it out with water method is going to work, but I'm damn sure going to try because I was starting to hallucinate Mm -hmm. and like not be able to walk. My face was blotchy. So I went back in the bathroom, but the problem was I had eaten so much of this like tomato based capsaicin based chili that now I was getting acid reflux and my epiglottis closed and it was like splurting and splashing up onto the like underside of my epiglottis. There's no way to wash that off. Right. There's a whole other surface. And you can't like the like the water and the milk. I didn't have I did a shot of milk before I went in, but it's like I'm just flushing it. You know, you get chemical and you, I'm just flushing, flushing, flushing. That's not touching the other surface. So I was in there for about half an hour and there were maybe some slight convulsions starting to happen, extreme sweating. And I'm like, do I have to go out into, you know, which it's not really a party, but it's definitely a gathering. It's a get together, watching football. There's some food stuffs around. Do I have to go out from the bathroom and say, can somebody please drive me to the hospital. Now this is after we built our tolerance up for months. So who else had this chili? No one else was having this issue. Everybody had the chili. You would apply your own capsaicin to your individual bowl of chili. I see. I overdid it, but I was seriously considering walking out or maybe crawling out and saying, I need to go to the emergency room right now. And that's after I had tried to, like, get control of it for half an hour. <sighs> so what eventually happened? You just kind of crawled? It got to a point. Into a cool place. and It got to a point where I could say, yeah, I was pooping. And then, like, go into the kitchen and then put my head under that faucet for another half an hour and be like, that was really hot. I shouldn't have done that much. And then just leave my face under there. And then after that, I sat in a semi catatonic state for, you know, maybe another hour and vowed never to do that again. And that was like, I mean, granted it was a lot. It was like maybe, you know, for 12 ounces of chili, maybe it was, I did too much. I did too much, man. I did too much. Just too much. <laughs> it was maybe uh, between an eighth and a quarter of a teaspoon in a 12-ounce bowl of chili. Just like, you know, you have a soup bowl at your house. You get right. the bowl out. It's like a between an eighth and a quarter of a teaspoon and mix it all around real good. Right. When in reality, you're supposed to use like an eyedropper and one drop. One or two drops, depending how badass you are. And that would probably already make it, like, Intensely. so hot that most people would never want to even taste it. Yeah, yeah. Cause and then you put ugh. quite a bit more than that. <laughs> yes. And I never have done that again. Because, like, you know, Tabasco. But then you did order the 911 wings. Well, no, I ordered the, the 911s are okay. It's the step up that I don't know what they're called thermonuclear maybe right okay the 911s are the number two wings okay i thought you had ordered the number two wings when you no i ordered the number two wings and i ate them i was like 
that's your number two. Hmm. Okay. I mean, yeah, whatever. More, more tangy than hot, <laughs> you know? So I'm like, give me six of those of your worst. Do your worst, sir. Right. And then that's, then that's what brought me down. It's, it's not a linear scale though. No, no, it's Apparently. exponential. It's exponential. You know what the bullshit part of it though was Brad? We were there to watch foot game and I had this, this guy, this friend of my quote unquote friend of mine. I never hung out with him except at this one particular establishment. And we were there to watch our one particular brand of foot game. And so it's like, oh, there you are. We like the same team that plays foot game. So we would hang out, you know, this was for a season or two. So a couple of years I asked him, like, you ever try these wings? He's like, oh, yeah. Listen, don't order those. Those are really hot. I could only eat three or four of those. <laughs> like, oh, well, fuck it, man. If you can eat three or four of those fire. Hey, I'll have six of those. Thank you. This is one of those, you know. Meanwhile, Brad, he's eating barbecue wings. Right, exactly. That should have maybe tipped you off. It's like Boogie Nights where it's like, how much do you bench? 180? <laughs> I bench 220. That's cool, though. How much do you squat? You first. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, it was like, yeah. So, so the fact that he had to say he could only eat three or four probably tips you off to the fact that either... He's never tried them. He's or, never tried them or tried them and more or less had the same yeah, experience right, he did. Right, right. Or even worse, actually did go to the hospital. <laughs> so he's like, yeah, those are really hot. Don't get them. I could only eat like, you know, three or four. I remember he did avoid eye contact as he said it. He actually looked away. <laughs> right. <laughs> now that you mentioned that. But here's, I saved those fucking wings that I couldn't eat, that I could only eat one bite out of, and my wife ate one bite out of one wing. So there were still five and a half wings left. And I'm like, fuck this. I am going to work myself up. And that's what led to the chili thing. Because I'm like, I was trying to build my tolerance up by being a badass, you know? And that was when the bathroom semi-hospital, potential hospital right. event mm -hmm. happened. Mm -hmm. And I could never do it. But... Then my brother came over, who is way more experienced in eating hot shit and has a way higher tolerance. I'm like, you know what? I got something for you. I had frozen them. This was like six months later. I, I Oh, here, let's try these. We brought one out, defrosted it, you know, got it all nice and warm and saucy. Eat this. Same thing. One, but no, you know what? He maybe had two bites of it, pretended to eat the whole thing, but he did like that thing where you go around the circumference and leave a lot of the meat right mm -hmm. and then had a major problem but only for like five minutes and then he's like you know what maybe that was a weird deal he went back to the restaurant got an order of wings and got a side of that godforsaken sauce hey oh. can you put the sauce on the side sauce it looks like you know, like chili oil, like a little bottle of chili oil. Right. That's what it looks like. It's not sauce. Can I have the sauce on the side? So we got this like two ounce container of the fucking sauce. And he like dipped a wing in there and tried to eat it. <laughs> it didn't work. <laughs> and then, yeah, well, yeah, then what happened? <laughs> it was like the scene in Dumb and Dumber where they... Get the hot and there's like more tang, and then they're squeezing the ketchup and mustard. 
<laughs> I told you you couldn't do this, and they threw it away. My point is that's a thing that they serve at restaurants. That's a restaurant. Yeah, that's like theoretically. A and you don't even have to sign a waiver. Like a lot of these places, you have to sign a waiver to do that. It's insanity, man. I almost had an ejaculatory moment just because all of my cylinders were firing on all. Like I was crying. I was drooling. Snot was coming out. I was possibly bleeding out of my mouth. I'm ejaculating. You know, it's just everything that could like. Everything that could happen is happening. Is happening. I'm sneezing. I'm vomiting. You know. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's just like you have to purge. Your body is just purging. You know. It needs to lighten the load. I'll take a picture of that shit out there. And then I'm such an asshole. And then I ordered that next hottest one after the one that I almost went to the hospital for. But I haven't opened it. It's sealed in wax. They seal it in wax. And it's in a a cube of like hard plastic. That's also sealed. And then inside that's the glass bottle that's sealed in wax, like some sort of letter in Game of Thrones. It's like, um, yeah, it's like it's like uranium or something. You're supposed to wear gloves and like the yellow cake. Theoretically, like protective eyewear. Yeah. Yellow cake. Wear protective eyewear so you don't actually get any of this in your eye while you're busy putting it into your mouth. While you're busy inserting it into the interior of your body. Yeah. At least the eye you can flush out. But Brad, like I said, that's only like the, uh, I don't know, it's somewhere between a two and a six or seven million Scoville unit thing. The 14 or the 16 million? It's not liquid anymore. It's little white crystals. So imagine what I just described times like... I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. Four, four times. I'm not sure if it goes linearly. Maybe it's exponential. I don't know. There's a 16 something million reserve and it's a tiny little glass jar with little white crystals in it. And if if you Google, if you go to your little corners of your maybe third Internet that you're aware of, mm-hmm. you can find a guy, some very special man who probably eats that Blair's 2 a.m. or 3 a.m. for breakfast, two ounces of it on his scrambled eggs, who took one, had to put gloves on, wore goggles, got a pair of tweezers, got one tiny crystal of it, which was the size of, like, maybe a hangnail, and put it into a pot of tomato soup, boop, let it dissolve, you know, made sure it was all worked in there. Tried some, had his wife try some. Took one tiny sip and almost lost his mind and threw all of the soup and possibly the pot away. And his wife almost divorced him. You talk about rabbit holes. Right. So that's a true story then. Which one? The 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 guy that... With the, yeah, with the, you can find it. You got to look around. You can, you can find look, you it. You can hear such stories. Yes. yes. Well, I'm reminded of the Simpsons. But it's like doing drugs. You know, you it transports you to a different place if yeah. you can find the right balance. Otherwise, you just get fucked. Now, right. I think that was my point with this story. I know it has gone on too long, but 
you know, the dude is in a different place. But tell me about The Simpsons. I'm sorry. Well, no, that's I mean, I think you're getting right to the heart of it. I was going to take us down another fork. But well, just the fact that so there is a an episode of The Simpsons. I want to say it's a famous episode, but I don't know what episodes of The Simpsons are famous anymore. I can't name a single one. There is the one where Homer ate the chili, the super hot chili at the chili cook-off. You don't remember days, Brad. You remember moments. Yeah. Okay, super hot chili cook-off. And he, in essence, went on. Yeah, it was in essence like he had a crazy hallucinatory experience. And it was really weird because it started out like a regular episode of The Simpsons where he's at the chili cook-off and there's jokes and, you know, Chief Wiggum has his chili and there's a joke about that. And then finally there's like the super hot chili. You need a special spoon because the regular spoon like melts off in the right. chili or whatever. I love this. And I Homer this. takes a, a a spoonful of it and then in essence is instantly in some sort of hallucin- hallucinogenic vision quest-like scenario. See, I love that. I and then the episode that. just changes from being a regular episode into being... For an extended period. I'm not sure if it was the whole episode or perhaps like the next. It was a significant portion. Like the next 15 minutes of the episode was just insanity. Right. What year do you think this episode came out? It came out when we were in college. Okay. So this was, you know, a 90s to yeah, late 90s. Late 90s was when it was when the show was still. Some of us were on the seven year plan, but cool. Late 90s. Wait, we're wait. Some of us were cool. No, the Simpsons were cool. Oh, okay. I was gonna say we were never cool. <laughs> when was that? I mean, yes. I, I was gonna say like ninety ninety one. Me and Joss Whedon thought we were pretty damn cool. That was our best year, eighth grade. I I don't want to look back on that, but that's interesting. You say that because you got to strike that balance. And that hot sauce, which it's not the sauce, it's the capsaicin, the shit mm-hmm. that makes it hot. Mm-hmm. There's a balance you can strike to where you are like living in a different place. Things are kind of throbbing. You're experiencing the world in a very different and particular way. But if you do too much, it's like if you drink too much and you puke, that's not a good time. The dude is about to experience this. He experiences this in this episode, that transition. Yes, the He's transition. He's having a good time. And all of a sudden... Conversation had been light and spirited until 
Suddenly and simultaneously, everyone became dog-tired. He's about to experience dog-tired on the worst level. Whatever drug Jackie Treehorn gave him, it was good for a little bit. And I'm, I'm just, I've been looking at this still frame at 8303, right at the head of this minute, with his eyes, you know? The dude does the shit with his eyes, like when he saw Larry Seller's homework and he's trying to, like, squint his eyes and look at it. And he's looking up the skirts Mm-hmm. Of the women as he's going, yeah. he's like, oh, my God. And he is at the height of the excellence right now. And that's when you know, like, it's either going to go very, very well or very, very bad. And maybe right. he's past that point in no return, but you could tell he's on the cusp. Yeah, and I see it. And so then, yeah, he eventually goes through the pins. The pins explode, which is, in essence, the ejaculatory moment it's another ejaculatory moment isn't it thank you so much simon for that terminology thank you simon we get a lot of use from that we owe it all to you it goes from the ejaculatory moment to you see the woman from outside treehorn's place kind of comes down through the frame which is kind of a gratuitous breast shot it is yeah it's somewhat gratuitous but again it follows the ejaculatory moment she's moving downward this is kind of like the bit of like the immediate aftermath. Right. Once you're the ejaculatory moment, things are kind of good. Oh, here's again with the woman, but it's a transition. Yeah. They're kind of good, but like the, that's the come down. And then the background uh is black. Like there's emptiness behind it. Yes. No more starriness. And then what do we get? The worst, the worst craft storm air (laughs) in a red, Leotard. Body Let's leotard. call it a leotard. Can we we'll do call that? It that? Just his face poking out of his egg-like head, kind of expressionless. Maybe not expressionless, but like unchanging expression. Yeah, somewhat expressionless. Somewhat, you know. Yeah, zombified. Maybe. Okay. In the and parlance then, of our times. Yeah. Zombies are pretty big. Right They're now. the shit right now. And then, what do we got? More nihilists. Flee. Again, with a kind of blank expression. It's like blank with a little hint of m- malice? Yeah. Malice isn't quite the right word, but there's something there. I think the malice comes from, like, recognizing these people and knowing what they're about and what they're after. Yeah. If you just, you'd never seen this movie and you entered in right at that scene where they come around, what would you think? Maybe you'd think like they're kind of bumbling. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's the way their, their expression isn't just like blank or empty, but like the way their whole face kind of hangs loose. It's, Dead, their Brad. Mouth is it's open. a dead expression. Yeah. It's, it's like it's, when a shark's eye rolls over white. There's no emotion. It's dead. I'm going to stick to that. You don't know Jaws as well as yeah. I do. When no, but no, Quint, you're right. When Quint goes on his soliloquy about being in the waters after delivering the bomb and the sharks are there. And, you know, seeing his fellow soldiers getting chewed up by the sharks. The eyes rolling up white, just dead. It's just like, and I, you know what it reminds me of is Grizzly Man. And let's just face it, fucking Herzog. 
is a master and he was following this guy for a long time not following him but like following his journey mhm and there's one line that Herzog and this is his genius is writing these like killer what amounts to a documentary one liner and he had a little thing from what's his name saying oh and it's when he I think when he's going out there swinging at swimming after the grizzly bear that kind of came up on him and like almost touching it. Mm-hmm. And the grizzly bear like turns around like, oh, almost tears his arm off. And whatever his name was, was like, oh, did you see that? I got so close. Like, I'm really making a connection. And Herzog's like, I don't see the connection. I see the the half board search for food. Yes, I remember that line. The half board <laughs> search for food and that's kind of what the nihilists have it's like this half board search for castration right or food or well they get the lingonberry pancakes but i think they for money let's face it it's for money they they want to get some coin they'd be happy with 22 bucks half boards is the half board search for money it's like bam it just hits you right there like you're so fucking right man what do they care about eating pooping making other grizzly bears what do these guys care about what are they eating pooping getting a little money even though they shouldn't care about the money because who's the fucking nihilists around here exactly they believe in nothing (laughs) well they do believe in eating and drinking jack daniels at the very least and money they're the worst nihilists ever. Oh, did we mention nihilist? Now I have to say this. I didn't want to even get into it. So Simon, we're mentioning mentioning him again now. Mm-hmm. Another shout out, Simon. How you doing? But uh, he had some tweet like, I don't know, Arby's had issued some sort of takedown notice for nihilist Arby's, which is another Twitter account. <laughs> Oh, really? <laughs> I guess. I don't know. It's just, it's the first I'd heard of it. And he said, it's like, oh, did Arby's take down nihilist Arby's? Mm-hmm. Like, nihilist Arby's? <laughs> I gotta know what that is. And it's, I'm not gonna do it justice if I try to explain it, but suffice to say, I followed that account. And, you know, once or twice a day, I get a nice uh, nihilist twist on the Arby's experience. But what happened is like after seeing so many Arby's tweets, there's an Arby's not too far away from my work. And I went there today and I got the roast beef max, just the biggest one they got. And I put the horsey sauce and the Arby's right. sauce on it. And I so just ate that shit. Nihilist Arby's is actually it's no, it's the whole like, no, there's no such thing as bad publicity. Like, your nihilist Arby's is putting you in the mood for Arby's. Well, either that or maybe it actually is Arby's. Oh, well, I was just going to say that's the next thing I was thinking. Maybe it is some guerrilla marketing campaign. Because when the fuck do I go to Arby's? Like, never. Yeah. But so I see it, you know, it just bam, hits me. It's like, you know what? Arby's new uh, turkey Rochelle. That sounds pretty kick-ass, actually. They got a Reuben now down there? A smokehouse brisket? Oh, I kind of want that. Like, why not put that in front of people? 
It doesn't really matter if I'm eating it ironically or not. I just paid $7 for a Diet Dr. Pepper and a Roast Beef Max, didn't I? I could have paid $2 at McDonald's right across the street for two McChickens. But instead, I got my car and I drove to Arby's. It's pretty shitty. I don't feel good about it, but whatever. It was delicious. This reminds me of uh, Walmart.horse. I just read about that today. <laughs> Walmart.horse? Yes, Walmart is trying ah. to take down Walmart.horse. Um, Put that into your internet browser there, Walmart.horse. I'm doing other things right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> checking. But, um, yeah, Walmart.horse. Checking what? What were you going to say? Well, I, I, I've, I don't know, something. Checking up on me, perhaps. And in which universe you're in. But yeah, Walmart.horse. I guess Walmart was asleep at the switch and let someone else like, you know, and someone managed to get the Walmart.horse domain. So, uh, yeah, it's just a picture of Walmart with a horse in front of it. That's all it is. But Walmart is concerned. Wait, can you what's the dot horse domain? So, so there is this new thing. It started last year. There's like, I know I'm stupid. I'm sorry. Jillian new top level domains. So it's not just .com, .org, .us, .tv for the, you know, Tuvalu and all those different things. .ly for Libya, like country codes. You could have .iverson if you felt like it. If you're really into basketball and the 76ers. I mean, it's not quite like that. It's not just like a domain that you can get any top-level domain you ever want. But in essence, companies can apply and get top new top-level domains. Who do so they apply to? To ICANN. What does that stand for? The Internet Com. No, the International Committee around something. Ne- international. I don't know if it's the Internet international or International. It's something community for names and numbers. Community. Associated with numbers. Yeah, something like that. Not um, to be confused the with the corporation for assigned names and numbers. You were we so close. Not to be confused with the company that manufactures monitors. Yeah, I guess not. But so you can get so there. Like, and I just went through this. Actually, I, I just um, registered a crap ton of domains because I was having so much fun. Blew did, a huge you lot of cash. Pay for Yeah, you paid for each one. Yeah. What was it? Five what, bucks? Ten bucks? Um, 12, 20 in some cases. 20? It, depending on how popular the... Yeah, I guess. And cer- certain top-level domains What would you call it? More. The extension? If the extension was pretty cool? Yeah. Well, it's, that's, it's called the TLD, the top-level domain, right? So .com is one, but now they have .horse for... Websites but, relating to horses. But dot horse had you know, to be down there. That dot had to restaurant, be like restaurant for restaurants. That had to be like a four dollar domain. Dot horse. Yeah. Dot I restaurant was probably I kick got ass. Any dot horses. What? Did you get any dot restaurants? I didn't get those. I got <sighs> um I got some others. I'll so, just leave it at that. Now how do they decide how to release these? Who gets control of these names? Like I don't understand any of this. So in essence, who gets the new- money? Let's follow the money, Brad. Yes, follow the money exactly. And I guess I don't understand it well enough to fully say where that goes. But in essence, yes, a company it goes into an, Mitt say, Romney's pockets. Bradley can create a new top-level domain, get it oh, all goodness. kosher with the internet police and everything. I wouldn't use and the yes, term they kosher. End up administering it, and yes, it, they end up somehow. 
Maybe you should use the term kosher. Hmm. I think it's all shady as shit. Yeah. I got a... Well, one of the... What started me on this was I needed a new domain because I was starting a new website for myself. What are you... Are you not allowed to say? I could say. It's it's it's, It's really boring, though. I think maybe well, we'll this save podcast it for is boring. Episode. Why don't we just say it? But uh, I did start a. Oh, you want to front load it so the people that discover the episode? Well, he, I got you. I yes. got you. It's fine. It's a dot XYZ domain. But anyway, I don't know. I don't was look down there and got a bunch of different. There's a dot website top level domain, which I kind of like. It, uh, I suppose website dot website is not. Available. No, I tried all of those freaking yeah. things. Mm-hmm. Ninja dot ninja, ninja 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 dot ninja, all taken. Damn, what? Yeah, people are on top of this shit, man. No, they're not. They're just like tuning into our wavelength. Yeah. Well, we're <sighs> tuning into there because they had already done it, done that. But yeah, I tried a lot of different variations on that. No, we don't try. We do this. Horse dot horse. Horse dot horse. Horse dot horse, horse, horse. What about that- Winnie? Winnie dot horse. Yeah, Prance dot horse, but um, trot dot horse. <laughs> Who would want that? Sashay dot horse, horse dot horse. H o a r s. No, no, no. You you just seem like a squatter. You have to do like um, even more than if I got a horse horse dot horse. N- no, not necessarily. That's pretty bad too. Um, you need to do like, um, you need to do Winnie.horse or like feedback.horse. You know, you might get some interesting hits on that. Yeah. I mean, again, I think Rains, that land rush is long gone. Yeah. Rains.horse, saddlebag.horse, scabbard.horse. Uh, I do own carlhungus.net. That's pretty good. Foam.horse. Um, Sidle.horse, saddle.horse, two different sidle saddle. That's pretty good. Uh, there's tons, man. And, you know, that's one way to really integrate yourself and, like, have an inroad towards the equestrian community, Brad. Something like sidle.horse or um, scabbard, scabbard.horse, because then you can... You have a crossover between the equestrian community and the uh, Old West community. You know, so people who are really into guns and, like, having their range and their cattle. But then people who are into, like, jumping over sticks that are arranged in a vertical fashion with little whips that they gently hit the horse's rumps with. Horsehorse.horse is taken, but horsehorse.webcam is available. Horsehorse.horse is taken? Yeah. When did these come available? Well, I can't say exactly when horse. Just when did they release these new domains? It was all last year, like in 2014 is when this. Oh, you waited too long. You waited too long. Horsehorsehorse.horse is not available. What? Although, again, there's new top-level domains being created all the time. But you probably really got to be tuned in to, like, the whole domain community to really get some of these top... You know, it surprises me that you're not tuned into this whole domain community. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not really. It seems like somebody who 
Horse has that audio helped invent and manipulate the internet would be tuned into that shit. Horse horse dot audio. Come on. Horse dot audio. Maybe critic cricket. No, Brad, you, t- you have a problem. You got to stop. Stop well, I'm, this. I'm buying all these as I'm mentioning them. So, you know, stop because it's horse like saying cricket like cricket is available. Space slut $2,075.771.fuckmeinmyface.horse. You know, as soon as you put two horses in a row before the period, you're done. Nobody takes you seriously. You can't do it. I'm not here to be taken seriously. Uh, Horse Thought Consulting is available. You're not here to be taken seriously. We've been doing this almost three years. Horse what are we doing? Mortgage. All right, now, horse.mortgage, I'm not going to shit you, is that's pretty cool. That's pretty good. I get behind horse.mortgage. Horse.pink. Um, that makes me think of a not... I don't want to... Horse penises, let's face it. Penises, vagina, your horse genitalia. Brownhorse.pink. Really? Uh, Brad, you're... T- Tippy toes, tippy toes. Bop, 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 bop. Did it break you out of it? I'm okay. not sure. Yes. Did I'm it move on from the domain? Anyway, Walmart.horse. It's kind of like another. Maybe it's like the nihilist Arby's. I don't know. Well, what do they have as far as content? Because it's just a picture of a horse in front of Walmart. Do they have a Twitter feed? That's it. Uh, Not that I know of. Nihilist Arby's is excellent because they post twice a day to Twitter, which I think that we've determined is the optimal posting period for Twitter. So obviously we post once every eight days. But they're customized to the Nihilist ethos. So it's, you know, talking about oblivion and you die alone and life is meaningless, blah, blah, blah. And I find it hilarious. So it's actual content that I can consume and enjoy. But Walmart.horse, I, I'm not finding that to be a worthwhile... It's not an ongoing engagement. Exactly. So it's what's the like point? It's more like something that you're just happy to know it's out there. <sighs> Walmart.horse, which consists of one picture of a horse in front of Walmart. You're happy to know that's out there? I am. I will challenge you on does, some of the bullshit works. that you say, Brad. It only works that it's at the domain walmart.horse. If it was at like walmarthorse.tumblr.com, no, I'd still like it, but it wouldn't be as good. Wouldn't be as good. I under, See, I understand that. It would not be as good. There is like nominal value. picture? I... No, there's picture. nominal value to the fact that it's Walmart.horse and there's a horse in front of Walmart. I get it. But what's the value? And what longevity does it have? The value is in its lack of value. <sighs> See, you say the craziest shit, man. Walmart.horse. There you go. I put it in there. There's a horse. It's in front of Walmart. You know what? You didn't mention that there's, it seems like a busy Walmart with lots of people entering and exiting the store. Right. Right. Is that horse just composited in there, do you think? I'm fairly certain that it is. Or was it taken in central Pennsylvania and the Amish didn't bring the buggy, or maybe they did bring the buggy, and they're, you know, cantering 
canter.horse, Brad. You could do canter.horse. They're cantering their horse up to the hitching post outside of Walmart, which is what they do in central and southern Pennsylvania. Not allowed to have a fucking phone, but you can drive your fucking horse buggy up to Walmart and tie it to the hitching rail and then go in there and buy your cheap toilet paper? Shouldn't you be, like, wiping your ass out with leaves? Oh, all of our Amish listeners are going to be so pissed. I'm sorry. I regret saying it now. Can I take it back? No, I don't want to take it back. Come on, it's bullshit. You know what I'm talking about. They drive on the roads. They shop at Walmart. They use their neighbors' phones and internet. Oh, but I thought you were supposed to, like, be your own thing. Why am I talking about the Amish? Because you know what I'm trying to do? I'm trying to, like, reset the balance. It's like the scale of justice. You were talking about horse domains. I got to reset the scale, man. There's no dot Amish. Horse.pink is a thing that you just said not too long ago. Horse.pink. Horse.pink. You got it. Fucking horse.pink. You know, I thought I had a real good transition. And unfortunately, it's the second. Because I'm trying to like keep track of. Oh, here's some things we talked about. It was the second thing we talked about was the drug transition as the dude goes from his happy place to the dark place. But that was like, first of all, that was half an hour into the episode, our second thing that we talked about, because I talked about chili. Maybe you're just like getting revenge on me. (laughs) The second thing we talked about was 30 minutes into the episode. And then the third thing we talked about was 55 minutes into the episode. I mean, no wonder. What is the way? <laughs> Nobody what is listens the, the... to this shit, man. <laughs> ah, what? What is the what? I, I will oh, engage with mind. you. Never. What? No, just say. Come on, I was you can't go say, back. What now. is the third thing we talked about? Uh, the third thing we talked about was nihilist Arby's. Nihilist Arby's. The fourth thing we talked about basically was well, First it's uh, well, no, it was all of your various. Domain names. I inserted one in there just so it didn't seem like we talked about only domain names for another 30 minutes, but it was walmart.horse, horsehorse.horse, horsehorsehorse.horse, and horse.pink. <laughs> and here we are. And now we're at this point where we're an hour horse. in. Horse.mortgage. Okay, horse.mortgage. So let's done. recap. Shall we? <laughs> Definitely needs it. So. Okay. So. <laughs> You like to eat hot stuff. Is this I, correct? I do, but I... I but not too hot. No, I do. I love the extra... I'm a man of extremes, Brad. But I have realized that... I don't know if it's whether I'm getting older or just I got to work my tolerance up. There, I have realized that I have a threshold. But yes, right. I like to eat hot stuff very much. But you can get into the things that go past food. It's like drinking too much beer or taking too many roofies. You don't you don't play with it. You're going to get burned eventually. Right. Yes. You might have to go to the hospital because you ate a quarter teaspoon of distilled capsaicin. So we so talked about to, that. To continue the recap, we then talked about the dude's transition here from things being... Um, kind of good. He's on his roofies. He's feeling good. However, he then has his ejaculatory moment. Well, no, it's before that, you know. 
I th- well, maybe not before that. You're right. It's not before that. But I was thinking about The Simpsons. We did talk about The Simpsons, where you mentioned that Simpsons episode where Homer goes to the, what, the... Ch- chili cook-off or whatever. Chili cook-off, and it starts out nice, and then he transitions into a weird and bad place. But yes, yeah, it was all kind of happening concurrently. Just, just like the dude did. Right. And then the, the there's the uh, nihilists, and they have the... Uh, you know, the board search for food going on on their faces. Yeah, Nihilist Arby's. It came from the Twitter account I follow, which is hilarious, <laughs> which actually like influenced me to go eat some Arby's today, which I haven't done in probably a year and a half. And then it led to me registering the domain horsemortgage.pink. Did you really register it? No, I didn't. Okay. So that's a freebie out there, listeners. Oh, you fucked it up. you want to register horsemortgage.pink. You fucked it up. You fucked it up. (laughs) That's an interesting experiment. I'm going to check after we release this episode to see if anyone uh, registers that. When was the last time you checked that that was available? Tonight, like 10 minutes ago. Yeah. All right. Well, probably should have done some pre-research on that because, you know, it just could be people out there searching for, like, pink horses with domains. I got this pink horse. How am I going to sell it? You know, you don't know. They're looking around. They have a pink horse and it's like, no one's ever going to be able to afford this horse. Pink Sell it. Pink To get in essence, a mortgage to buy this horse. Pink No. Pink horse dot pink horse dot pink horse dot. You don't want to say it now. Now you got scared. You backed off. I wasn't even working up to it, man. Okay. Oh, I was. <laughs> All right. I thought we had a whole bunch more to talk about. Hmm. We do. I was just working up within this tiny little subset. Pink horse dot mortgage, right? No. Horse mortgage dot pink. No, there, but there's already horse dot mortgage. But this is the horse mortgage dot pink. So if you're only interested oh, in pink things. man. You might need a horse mortgage. You want everything in your life to be pink, and you own this horse. No, that doesn't work. Yeah, you're probably right. You've gone... No, 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 you're right. I. You've just... You've gone beyond where I can follow. It's like, you're in the Tesseract. You know, you're in the Tesseract. I am in the Tesseract. I'm that not... true. I'm not even Tars. I'm like Case. You know, I'm out on the other planet, like digging rocks near like, meanwhile, solving the problems of gravity and humanity all in one. Tars.case. It's not available. <laughs> there is a Tars.case.club, though. You like that movie, right, Brad? It's a great movie. John Roderick doesn't like that movie. Lots of people don't like it. Do you know why? Why doesn't he well, like it? He is unwilling to suspend his disbelief because of the shitty behavior of the daughter who doesn't forgive the father for leaving her. And he's like, tons of fathers leave their families all the time and you're all bitter and angry about it. This doesn't smack of true human behavior. So here's the thing that I did with that movie. And first of all, like, that's not the part that bothers me. I'd be pissed if my parents left me. My mother went and died. My father went and, like, shot himself out. and I'd be pissed, too. I might not forgive them. I don't have a problem with that. I do have a problem. And Leslie, my wife, you might know her. 
when he sees her at the spoiler alert, everybody, when he sees her at the end of the movie, she's like, okay, I knew you'd come back. All of a sudden, she's very forgiving, mm-hmm. and everything's cool. That was rang a little untrue. Well, she was forgiving because she had already forgiven him. Yeah, way, way back earlier. Yeah. But, you know, you shouldn't have spent the first 30 years being so pissed. You know, get over it. I understand that on some level. But where I... So, suspension of disbelief can happen with plot, visual effects, uh, little animal creatures holding machine guns and trees that can talk and move around, which is an example that he gave. It's like, you either... You can suspend your disbelief in many different ways. It can be characters. It can be plot. It can be the way it looks. You know, you could probably watch Tron right now and it would look shitty, but you're like, it's okay. To me, there was enough with the uh, food crisis and like the dumbing down of intellectualism mm-hmm. to motivate everything else that happened. Here we did. We, we did this. That's okay. It's like, yes. Now let's move on. Get to space. That's enough. Thank you. You did that. Boop. Good. That's fine with it. You let one reaction ruin the movie for you? Thought it was bullshit. I'm gonna I go think s- it ultimately comes down to sometimes people just don't like a movie and then they'll look up the reasons why they don't like it. Like it doesn't, like it's almost like it's kind of after the fact. Well, and also it was like he doesn't like Matthew McConaughey and just went on a. 20 minute long diatribe about Matthew McConaughey yeah. being somebody you can't possibly care about. But I'm like, eh, fuck it. He's an awesome actor. He has gone through his reconnaissance. Yes. I love him now. And I'm okay with that. I think you should be. I'm there I too. Am. You know what? I just like to like movies. I do too. It's like, give me a movie I like. I love Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. Awesome movie. I love this. Please give me more. I really want to see Source Code. Is this from Duncan Jones? Uh, Moon? Source code. Oh, wait, that's the one with Jake Gyllenhaal, and he's... Is it Gyllenhaal um, or Gyllenhaal? Can we come to a consensus? I don't think we ever can. And by we, I don't mean you and me, just society? Yeah, I don't think we can. How do you say Maggie's? I was in the Gyllenhaal camp, but I've heard enough people say Gyllenhaal, like, that I've just went with that. How do you say Maggie's last name? Well, just say her whole name. Mag- well, that's a just, good point. Just say it. Maggie Gyllenhaal. <laughs> How do you say Jake's name? First and last, go. Jake Gyllenhaal. Weird, right? It's Very different. Weird. I Depends do the same the, thing. The name changes. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's, you know, it's dynamic. Yeah. Mm. It's an animated yeah. GIF. It's Maggie Gyllenhaal. It's that simple. You know what? You're right. You said a mouthful. I love to love movies. And I, I find myself being the stupid person when people talk about movies, because everybody talks about all the shit that was wrong with it. Right. And I'm but, just, I'm in a fugue state. I'm in like a childlike, like, oh my goodness, just, yes, put it on me. Except in rare instances, and most of them involve John Whipple, but like, except in rare instances, I'm just looking at it and just taking it in like, please. Enter, keep entertaining me. I love this. You know? That's yeah, why, know. like, the Big Lebowski. Who gives a shit about the plot? Keep right. entertaining me. I'm in a great place right now. It makes me feel so good. 
Yeah, you could certainly rip this movie a new one. Uh, at every but people turn. people going to do that. No, because it makes them feel good. Because it's not about logic. No, it's not. It's never about logic. And when there's a movie that you don't like, it's totally fine to not like a movie, to not like Interstellar. And I think the argument but, is that like Interstellar claims to be about logic. They brought in the physicists. And all the right. science is correct, you know? But no, it's not about that. They just wanted to, like, have that be addressed. Like, yes, we did address that as best as possible. But don't forget, it's a fucking movie. It's a fucking movie. Please enjoy yourselves now. That's how I feel about it. Because, like, Lebowski, it's a film noir. There are conventions you must follow. They didn't give a shit. This movie makes no fucking sense. It is one of the most watchable movies of all time. So I have one more domain to lay on you. Uh, Brad, you can spend the next 20 minutes. I, I'm sorry. I didn't embrace your domain fetish earlier. I know it's something that's important to you. I'm serious. You can one lay as many. Domain. No, you just, can do more, but if it's only it, one, that's fine too. It's just one. Okay. And it relates to what we're talking about. Okay. It's a TARS domain. McConaughey.TARS. No, there is no dot TARS. Oh. But you could own TARS.SEXY. Oh, I just got hard. Tars. Should I buy it right now? Please do it. Please do. I'm not. I will pay you back and I will take on the expense of that. Tars.sexy. So. <laughs> Tars.sexy. I just, I just did it. You know, I have a problem with Tars. Well, I wouldn't call it a problem. I have a problatunity with Tars. But, um. Problatunity. Okay. Yep. I named my iPhone Tars. And this was after you said that you rode around in your car and you put Tars in the little cup console, which is between the driver's seat and the passenger seat. You put them there. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I have little Tars riding around with me. Uh, you saw Ben of the USA post a thing where you can like create a little like Tars wrapper for your phone. Um, <coughs> I didn't see that. Um, okay, well, it's it's on the Facebook. Okay, I guess if you search whatever on Facebook, you can find our Facebook page. Doesn't really matter. I don't care. But uh, yeah, that's where Ben of the USA. He doesn't. He's not a Twitter guy, but he posted that shit there. But anyway, so I have a problem with TARS. And um, I was trying to do, we set up a family sharing on our iPhones. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I guess I'm like, whatever, the administrator of it. (laughs) So all the music, all the purchases, all the blah, blah, blah. I have to approve them and I share them. And But this one wasn't working over and over. My, My daughter wanted to... I guess she wanted to download an Iron and Wine song, Sodom, South Georgia. It's getting worse and worse. Ah, uh, Jesus. <laughs> so I'm trying to share it with her over and over. I'm like, well, it's downloaded. I'm sharing it with you. And she looks at her phone and is like, did you really name your iPhone TARS? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry you don't have daughters that can humiliate you and make you feel like shit. But yes, I did name my iPhone Tars. I have you to blame, my friend. 
I wonder if we talked about the movie at all. Did we? Um. Oh, we didn't revisit. Can we revisit at the end? Is it too late? You wanted to talk about Let Forever Be as it relates to Busby Berkeley. We, sure. we can't let it go two episodes. Just get it no. in there real quick. Let's well, finish it. I, just, yeah. I mean, I'm not even sure. I mean, yes, just we were talking about the geometric patterns and the choreography of, of Busby Berkeley. Repetitive images, you know, receding yeah. off into infinity. Yeah, and it does remind me of um, Let Forever B, which is a crystal method song, a video of which was directed by Michel Gondry. Michel Gondry. Who does a lot of pretty trippy interesting conceptual stuff visually and yeah this is no exception but it does have a lot of interesting things where there is and it does kind of you know watching this scene made me think of it because there there are again the women kind of the choreography of women in formation then also they play with scale in some very interesting ways where there's things that are small and then large um much like the dude as he first kind of comes out of that little crevice which you think might be small, but then there's a little dude, and it's actually a giant crevice. Yeah, a lot of perspective. A dude. A lot of perspective nonsense going on in that video. Um, the weird thing about it, the other weird thing about it, is that it's shot on like shitty digital video. Yes, and I think that helps. The visual effects with the repetitive and the perspective and, oh, are we looking down or are we looking straight over? Are we looking up? I think that helps because it almost looks like a home movie where you mm-hmm. wouldn't expect elaborate effects to happen. And all of a sudden it blows your mind. Right. Well, and also the effects, a lot of them aren't, are they're just completely practical. They're practical. Like, right. It's just weird stuff happening. Right, there's no CGI. In front of the camera. Right. I mean, there is a little bit of weird thing where they transition sure, sure, from sure. one scene to another and they kind of do a weird morphing effect, but... But most of it is, like, people holding things in front of their faces or, like, holding window frames in front of themselves, like, out, 40 feet out, and, like, there's right. 30 of them out there holding them, and then they move them, and it it, like, tricks your eye into thinking it's either bigger or different or you're looking from a different angle yeah i mean maybe it's a loose connection between busby berkeley but i don't know i'd wager if you asked michelle gondry about it he'd say yeah i used to watch those things my parents used to watch those movies and it probably made an impression because the other thing the other one is it star guitar this is even more loosely related but star guitar and it's like this was influenced by Michel Gondry taking a train ride. From oh, is that the, that's another Crystal Method song? Yeah, it's from somewhere oh, in Europe to somewhere else in Europe. Who really gives a shit? No, it's he, Chemical Brothers. Oh, Chemical Brothers. Sorry, Chemical Brothers. Right. And he's looking out the window, and it's like, and this is what he does. He has the visuals like go in time with the beat. And so the bass will come in like, and you'll see a succession of trees out the window, and they'll fly by, and then like a little keyboard will come in, and it'll be telephone wires going past the window, and it's just one shot looking out a window as you're on a train. Mm -hmm. I actually recreate that. Sometimes we take the train up to New York, and like I'll just sit there, I'll listen to like explosions in the sky or something, and I'll just look out the window. 
you see the buildings and the train stations going by. It's very easy to create a music video. Put some music on and look around. Now, to actually, like, manifest that and put it on YouTube or some shit, it's going to take a little more work, but it's amazing the inspiration you can find by Mm -hmm. putting some music on and looking the fuck around once in a while, opening your eyes. Without a doubt. I I do have to, just before we go any further, issue a correction here. Okay. Is that Let Forever Be was also the Chemical Brothers. Yes. Yes. Okay. I thought so. Because when you said that, I got really confused, and I realized something wasn't wrong. And I think for a brief... But then I latched on to what you podcast, said. <laughs> the Crystal Method and the Chemical Brothers they were, the, were just same. Like the same band. They were the same band for a while. I didn't realize there were two separate bands, one called right. Crystal Method and one called Chemical Brothers. A little weird bell went off, but I was like, usually when that happens, I'm wrong. And you're right. And I go on a tirade for about 15 minutes, and I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, I was wrong. So I didn't even argue the point. But yeah, Chemical Brothers. Only because you, I think you bought me the DVD of Michel Gondre's music videos. And so I've watched that over and over again. That's the only reason I even have any inkling about the Chemical Brothers and yes. music videos. So yes. you still win. You still win. That's all I'm saying. Thank you for that. I still watch it. I still have it right there by my. It's pretty awesome, isn't it? Uh, Chibomato. How about that one? Yeah. With the two sides, you know, they meet mm-hmm. in the middle. Pretty fuck. Uh, what what did he do? Uh, who is it? Just a pop singer, and she's wandering around, and like every time she loops around, yeah, Kylie Minogue, Kylie Minogue, right? Man, and then all the Daft Punk stuff. Damn it. Yep. So good. That's something. Well, there's a DVD, a volume two of that. I saw that on Amazon, and I, I was like, I "How could that it. possibly be as good?" Yeah, I have can't it. be. Isn't he out of but ideas? Because I've he did never, two like I've sleeping never, movies, you know? Uh, yeah, I, that's true. You know, it's I've like never, ah, I've never opened it up. Well, there you go. You maybe there's genius inside there that you're I not aware. Probably of. open it up. I just never got around to it. I think once I think you I've had it for ten years. Once you saw Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. And then his next movie was The Science of Sleep. You were like, eh, all right, M. Night Shyamalan, you're out of ideas. Sorry, buddy. He wasted all of his excellent ideas on three-minute music videos when he should have been making, like, ten feature films that we could, like, revel in, and he would be an icon Mm -hmm. of international cinema. You know what I mean? direct The Green Hornet? Yes. That was, like, his major... He needed film attempt because he didn't he t- couldn't get a job anymore because he did yeah. two sleep movies in a row. Be kind, rewind. You know what? I saw that with most deaf and who Jack Black. Yeah, I've never seen it. You know what? It's okay. It's okay, but coming off of Eternal Sunshine, right. And all those incredible, mind-blowing music videos you're doing Be Kind, Rewind? Yeah. It's just... It it really is like the M. Night Shyamalan phenomenon. I don't know, maybe. I think that's a little harsh. You think... Shyamalama Ding Dong had... (laughs) What? Well, he had the two bullshit, like, family comedy movies, which nobody knows. I've never seen them. I don't care to. They suck. He had the Sixth Sense. Mm-hmm. 
Unbreakable. Might mm-hmm. be better than The Sixth Sense. He had uh, Signs, which people start to lay a really hard line down on that. I like it a lot. I liked it a yeah. lot when I saw it. I liked it a lot the second time. Maybe I've seen it two times. I liked it both times. After that, oh, The Village, which was really good for a while until it wasn't real. And then it's like you're trying to be too tricky. And then by the end of it, it went back in time and ruined itself. And I'm like, yes. oh, you suck. Damn it. Yes, I'm with you on that. So that's my timeline of him. And then there was the one where the wind was killing Marky Mark. It's like I didn't even watch it. Oh, it's so good, though. Is it? It's so good and how bad it is. I don't think it's that bad. It's that bad. It's shot well. It looks nice. All the more shocking of just how bad it is. Mm. Sound design is good. Are you sure about that? No. It must be if it's wind based. If the terror is wind based, there must be some excellent sound design. Imagine, right? imagine the irony, though, right? It's right. a wind based film with bad sound design. <laughs> the antagonist is wind, and you have shitty sound. You can't see it. You can only hear it and how it affects other things. And the sound design sucks. <laughs> The irony. There appears to be some sort of happening. Happening. It it really does. It always seemed terrible. The five minutes I saw of it was terrible. All the reviews were terrible. The people I talked to whose opinions I trust said it was terrible. And then what? Lady in the Water? All right. Let's stop. That depresses me. Yeah, let's stop there. That's why I don't make movies, Brad. Too depressing, too much work for too little return because they're just going to suck. They're just going to fucking suck. We didn't even get to the... Ugh, the darkness too much when he's on the road, but we're just going to have to revisit. We've We've gone too long. You think? I think we have another hour left in us. Listen, I got two hours left in me. Just talking about the uh, FX and digital fudgery they do to transition the dude from the nihilist chasing him to running in the middle of the road where the cars are whizzing by him and it going dark and having a light swoop over and then like faking a blue and red cop light on his hair and then faking again to where the car is right behind him. Got a lot to say. Yeah. But a lot of that happens in the next minute. Anyway. Um, you know, not as much like it starts in this it minute. It starts here. It does. It only starts here. And it but, is weird again. It, well, I think part of what you're referring to is well, Jeff the, Bridges isn't running down the middle of a road with cars right. whizzing by like 18 inches from him. Exactly. And <laughs> you know, for all the times I've watched this movie, I never thought like, oh, that's a cheesy effect. I have a lot, but I just, it was one of those suspension of disbelief things like, yeah, yeah whatever. They're not going to, obviously they're not going to do those. It's I mean, fine. I one, I tend to not think of things like those kind of practical concerns, but well, neither do I as much the, as I can help it. Yeah. But at the same time, like 
it looks really, really freaking cheesy when you are told, okay, look at this and look at how cheesy it is. Like, it's pretty obvious he's like running just in front of a green screen or something. Like, I mean, again, this was 1998, so it's not yeah. like it was, you know, 1968 when 2001 came out. Of course it's going to look shittier. Stanley Kubrick wasn't doing it. Well, I think part of it was Stanley Kubrick knew what... Well, that's not, probably not true. You know what it is? It's just like they had the technology, so they used the technology. Kubrick would have done this practically. Somehow. I'm not sure how. It he would have been... actually had his actor... Well, you know what? ...run down the street. Or he, they wouldn't have had a shot where there's cars whizzing by him to the right and left. Or perhaps. there would have been some sort of like impenetrable reverse cow catcher behind the dude. So if a car, in fact, did get too close, it would careen off to the side, and then it would just be the stunt driver that died and not his lead actor. Because you can keep doing the movie if just a stunt actor dies. Yeah. Well, I remember... Yeah, again, that's, see, that's sounds... what you say. That's what you, You're like, yeah, okay, let's move on. Let's not dwell on that. <laughs> well, 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 David Lynch, when he was making Dune... Oh, that had to be a horrible situation. There's the scene where the guy has like a poison gas in his tooth and he's dying. And so like, here's what you have to do. You have to actually break your tooth. (laughs) Well, well, he wanted the smoke to be yellow, but apparently there was no way for them to make the yellow smoke because it was poisonous. Because it's called mustard gas. Yeah. Like he, like. He wanted it like he really wanted it to be yellow. David Lynch is like, it has to be yellow. It can't be white. It can't be blue. Like these are these other options you're giving me, but I want yellow smoke. Can't we mix bleach and ammonia together? What's the problem? You know, right? Exactly. That was pretty much it. So David Lynch proposed the idea that could we drill a small hole into the side of your cheek and run a tube through it so we could blast the yellow smoke out of your mouth? And it wouldn't hurt you because it would just be blasted like out of your mouth directly. And the actor was like, no. Which actor was it? Was it Sting? It was, I believe, it must have, it was Jurgen Prochnow. He does good work. Because it was, it was him, Duke Leto Atreides, that does the whole thing where he bites the tooth and blows the smoke. But he blows it on the wrong guy. Was it Yellow. I'm going to have to say, I think I, I don't know. I'm going to say no, because he didn't go for the tube in his cheek, blowing poisonous <laughs> gas out his mouth. He wasn't down with that option. Man, I just tried to Google Whereas that Kubrick name. Kubrick would convince the guy to do it. Well, yeah, he would. Well, Lynch is a nice guy. He's down to earth. Kubrick was not. He was a crazy fuck. You don't agree? Uh, no, I agree. I agree. You will never find a more down-to-earth man than David Lynch. Um, down-to-earth. Literally down-to-earth. Strangely, earth. He I works. that is correct, even though he kind of has a reputation as a Martian. Yeah, I don't know why that is. He, Yeah, he has a reputation as some sort of, like, crazy Martian, but he is down-to-earth. He woodworks, he paints, he uses materials of the earth. By the earth. Kubrick was just a maniac who had no compassion or empathy. Lynch has it, even though Patricia Arquette called him Satan. But she's just crazy. She's an actress. He is down to earth. Think about his movies. 
Pacific Northwest. It's always about nature. He is down to earth, and maybe that's what puts people off. It's less about humans and more about... Pacific Northwest, rampant sex orgies. Yeah, well, are you here to say that that shit doesn't go on? No. And isn't more normal and maybe more widespread than you might care to admit? I just wouldn't think it's normally what's considered down to earth. I mean, because when it comes down to it, literally, we're all down to earth. We are down here. We are on earth. We've not escaped gravity yet. Not yet. That's the problem. It's the gravity problem. I'm talking about his art forms, though. Even in his cinema, it's visceral. And visceral in a way that's like embracing nature. Think about trees blowing around in Twin Peaks. Nature is also caring and indifferent. So perhaps when Patricia Arquette says he's Satan, there's also something to that with the indifferent no, no, no. nature. Sa- Satan is supernatural. Lynch is just natural. Right. He's just he's just, evil. A, a, he's just a natural Satan. It's like Anne Hathaway's character in Interstellar. Nature is not evil. It can sometimes seem horrible and like whatever to a human terrible, horrible that it will kill you in a minute, but it's not evil. It just is. Kubrick, I don't know, he, he explored the real dark places, which is sort of a paradigm shift, because you think about Lynch being the weird, like, total fuck. But I think Kubrick was worse. Mm, maybe. Would you still be considered down to earth? Okay, here we go. All right. <laughs> if, With a nail in my coffin. Well, no, I'm just saying, would you still be considered... Like, let's say, so I understand, right, if you're you're standing, you know, here on a continent of land and you're down to earth. But if, let's say, you were on a large boat in the ocean, would you still be down to earth? Of course, most of the earth is water. But, but the ground may be far, far beneath you. You're suspended up down to earth. What? Not sure what you're getting at here. Me neither. I mean, the Earth, at least the surface of the Earth, seven miles or so up is mostly water, so I would... Yeah, I guess, but why? Because you're on a man-made thing floating there? You could still be floating there as a human. So what if you took Stanley Kubrick and David Lynch... (laughs) Put him in a dinghy. Put him in a fucking dinghy. And you both put them on the poop deck. (laughs) <laughs> Next time on Gutterball Is this your only ID? 